0: embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you, because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. Today, I get to uh, have a conversation with somebody about another conversation I've never had before in a new and interesting and different way. And I think this is something that's going to be super valuable for the audience as a whole. And I want to tie it to an experience that I've had. So when I, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, I used to open restaurants and bars and um, I did everything in that world. And when I left that world, I went into, after tons of training and tons of soul searching, um, I did not just jump into like the coaching field, but I was, I was, as somebody said to me the other day, oh, you're old school. You like got trained and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm old school, but I, I did get a lot of training and did a lot of work to get to the place where I created a coaching practice and a consulting practice. But the thing that made, when people are like, hey, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. It's like the second fastest growing industry in the world. Most of them don't make it. The average coach in the United States makes like $50,000 a year. That's like, look, if you want to make money, go do something else. There's a lot of better ways. If you want to change people's lives, if you want to have an impact, if you're excited about it, sure, be a coach. And no, like, you're going to beat the, if you want to beat the average, you're going to have to do things that average people don't do, which is what I want to share. So I went through my coach training program, and at the end of my coach training program, I've talked about it. It's it's called accomplishment coaching. I think it's the best in the world because of the rigor and the amount of time and energy that they put in. You can't just like hop on a computer and be like, "Oh, I did my course." No, it's like they hold your feet to the fire. But at the end of my year long program, they had this opportunity to kind of keep going and training with them. And uh, my dogs apparently like this conversation, and so they had this opportunity. And I remember when it happened, there were a lot of people. That were like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to pay the money. I don't want to do more. I should have got trained. And I remember thinking, dude, I got one year of training. Like I got great at restaurants and hospitality because I was in it for like 16 years. I wasn't great at it at first. I wasn't great my first year, my third year, even my fifth year, probably. And I remember not wanting to do like the extended program, being like, I don't want to do, you know, like just fighting myself. But I told myself, like, I have to do this. I need the mentorship. I need the community, I need the support, I need to help other people, and I need to be in a space that will help grow me, push me forward, and not let me off the hook for my own mind games, my own excuses, all my own things. And I actually stayed in that system for about three years. Best decision I ever made. Gave up tons of my own time, gave up tons of my own money. It was not like a financially smart decision. In the short term, but in the long term, I beat the coaching average by a lot. And I beat it consecutive years by a lot. And I will continue to beat it consecutively by a lot. Um, every year, I have a better year than the year before. I My community is built from that community. All the people that I was in that community with that stayed on, they're all successful. They all have great businesses. And I don't want to like say any like i don't want to speak negatively to people that didn't stay on but if you look at the percentages yeah there's a few that made it and good for that great for them right i I just i think most people don't have that like self that self kind of will or determination out of the gate but most of them didn't make it they're still working like the jobs maybe they worked or different jobs but they don't have the thing that they said they wanted which was a thriving bustling practice and in a sense what I was in was like an incubator, a fellowship, an accelerator. I was in a space that held me while I could develop. And that's what our childhoods are like. That's what the womb is like. That is what hopefully, right, when we're in like sports and things, those early developmental things get us to these places so we can be great. So I think people have to think when they think about these opportunities as long term. It's not, yeah, the short term, it might be expensive. It might, it might seem like you're getting ripped off. What's the long term gain and is it worth it? And for me, it absolutely was. And those people still are my support structures today, like almost five and a half years down the road. They're still the people I call when I struggle, they're still the people I have calls with on a regular basis to help keep pulling each other up and forward. My guest today runs a place like this, it's not specifically for coaches. Um, but it's he's the founder of a he's the founder and CEO of Day One, which is a fellowship for early stage founders who are on their way to creating something. Um, you, we could describe it as an accelerator. It's a course. It's there's there's um, uh, like a program that people actually do. It's an incubator. It made me think when I was talking to him before we hit record. I don't know how many people on this have heard that of that show, Silicon Valley. It's on HBO. But it was immediately where I went. Like, all these tech guys were living in a house together. Some of them were working on the same project, some of them different. The guy who owned the house got to be like a piece of it. He was kind of the mentor in a weird way because he was a wacky dude. But ultimately, it was like a safe space to grow and develop and expand. And that's what my guest has created today. So, he's the CEO and founder of Day One. Um, he was a Chief Innovative Officer at Human Ventures, which is a VC firm. Uh, they built startups, and the startups they built are worth over a billion dollars. He worked as a consultant for uh, Accenture in design strategy, and he was a graduate student and professor at Parsons School of Design. Welcome to the Dream Mason pro- Podcast, Andrew Hutton. How you doing, man?
1: Doing really well, Alex. Thanks for that. That, I... I, I don't know if I, we, 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 could pause it right there. I think you, you laid it all out. I, I, that's the episode. Right? That's done. it. We're done. No, I'm, I'm pumped to, to, to keep unpacking that, but, um, it's exactly right. Like I, I loved your narrative. I, I loved your, your preface there and yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to dig in here.
0: Let's, um, let's just give us like a little about how you got here and why you would even like start this and yeah. in that, like, tell us a
1: little about like, once you give us the, the, how you got here and why you started it, like a little bit about what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give the run up for sure. And I'll start back. I, I got my start, um, about a decade ago, um, did sort of two things at once. I both went to grad school and I started at Accenture. I overlapped those two experiences, um, worked for me, uh, don't always suggest it. Um, but I went to grad school at Parsons, this design school, premier design school here in New York city best known for project runway. Um, everyone thinks it's where you go like make clothes, but I went for a business program. I went for the program where they were putting the left and the right brain together, right? Folks who, um, were using creative process and creative thinking, but to solve business or, you know, real world problems. And so that was my initiation into, and and really what it is, is why do you do that? So you can innovate, so you can make new things. So you can think outside the box about a problem, put a new solution into the world. And, and there is a process to do that, right? There is a structured way to go about innovating. Um, I realize now I didn't know anything even as I graduated, right? Like you do, you, uh, college is wasted on the young. And so, so is grad school. You, uh, you learn like, so much more by doing. And, uh, and I, I, but I did get a good playground to go do that. I was at Accenture, um, again, consulting something I recommend to a lot of folks. If you want to just kind of see the world, learn how business works, um, and sort of make your own way and and I did it was it was really the time in my life where I was um, trying building my own brand as somebody who put like I said those two sides of your brand together, uh, solving problems but being being strategic and structured, but also bringing this new creative process and Like a lot of consultants, I got to the point where I was, you know, a little sick of telling other people what to do and having them put it on the shelf and not listen. And you know, playing inside of, you know, multinational, hundred thousand person organizations and said, who gets close to the game? Well, it's entrepreneurs. These guys and gals are actually putting these innovation processes in practice. And in a lot of ways, they're just like leaving the book behind, right? It's, it's, they, they break the rules. they, They create new things. It's, you know, go fast and, and, and break stuff sort of attitude. And so I wanted to jump my way into startups, into that ecosystem and I got to join a firm called human ventures. It was um, a startup studio, a venture studio. If you've heard that term, it's, it's a hybrid of a venture capital firm that invests in startups, but we also were building the businesses to invest in. And it was my job um, to get those businesses off the ground. So, you know, that early day, the early days of that journey where an entrepreneur, has a blank whiteboard or a notebook of ideas, um, or just you know doesn't know exactly how to even start or put their foot in front of the other. I was their sherpa. I was the sherpa to get entrepreneurs through that journey to build something investable, where they would take it off to the races, right? And um, and so it was that experience, three years or so, building businesses, at human ventures, that really took me to day one and. I was asking my question, the question at the beginning of this year. You know, if if I built a dozen businesses in three years, that is the tiniest drop in the bucket of all the entrepreneurs out there. Um, so many entrepreneurs don't really get a shake from venture capital because they're building small businesses, they're building coaching practices, agencies. They might be building restaurants and bars, right, Alex? I think you you might epitomize this world, right? Um, but you could also be building software. You could also be building a new product or a service or whatever you might be. The vast majority of folks aren't anywhere close to, to, to venture capital. It might even be on your radar as you're listening. Um, and they're really just out there in the cold building, right? And they're watching Silicon Valley or Shark Tank and they're sort of seeing it mythologized. And um, heck, if you start to Google, you might find a book or, you know, some blogs. And and that's the world where entrepreneurs get started. And I kept asking myself, I've been building the machine that gets entrepreneurs from nothing to something. I know how it's done. I've seen it, I've done it, I've pushed them along. Why isn't this, why, how can we make this available to more people, right? Talent is everywhere, opportunity is not, right? And so, so that's day one. Our mission is to take the things that I know help an entrepreneur, it's many things. It's, it's, the, it's that fellowship idea. It's community. It's mentorship. But it's also structure, right? Um, it's knowing how to put one foot in front of the other. And so that's what we've packaged up. We've taken it sort of out of the world of venture capital and said, this is available to all entrepreneurs. Again, whether you're building a rocket ship or you're building a small business, let's go build together. And, and yeah, everything that you described about that investment in your community for the long term and getting it right from the start, um, but continually working together. That's what we that's 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 our our model, our MO. It's it's about the people, it's about the togetherness and and yeah, just not going alone, right? Go far together. That's a that's a lot of what we're about.
0: I want to ask you as you were just talking, like four questions popped into my mind. And I kind of want to hit you with them like rapid fire. And they're not going to be rapid fire on your end but I kind of just want to go, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you all four at a time. I'll give you one and then we'll tee it up. You'll go. And then we'll go to the next one. Um, take as much time as you need for each one, but they're kind of going to build, I think off each other a little bit. So what, in your opinion, like what makes someone a successful entrepreneur, not in the results that they produce, but in the as a, as like a human being.
1: No, absolutely. That's the right mindset. It's, I think that's one of the first ways let's define it, right? Success. Um, obviously is your outcomes. Entrepreneurship is this thing where the outcomes matter. You're here for the outcomes. You're here for that either impact or that payday, like literally to create value and wealth. Um, But an entrepreneur is somebody who knows that they can only control the inputs, right? And they can control what they do but the market controls the outputs. The, if your idea is bad, if your execution sucks, you're not going to get there. And so at the very bottom of it all, as an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, is somebody who knows how to live in that tension and knows how to operate that fact that they don't control their destiny. They, you, know, it, they, you control what you do, but you don't control the outcomes. So what does that mean? It means you understand that you're going to try a lot of things and they're going to fail, but you're going to keep at it. So there's two sides to that. One is there's a resilience. You can't, you have to find a way to not just fall apart when something fails. You have to have the sort of, you know, tenacity to keep going. Wherever that comes from, it could be a belief in what you're doing, it could just be how hard headedness. I don't really care, right? You're just gonna have to keep going. Um, the other thing is to just know that you're gonna try things, go fast, right? The best entrepreneurs, bar none, just chop wood, right? They just get shit done. And um, uh, so if you can stay the course, if you can get shit done, the third piece that sort of makes you a super entrepreneur is knowing what to do right and not necessarily and, and not getting um, so if you're if you're getting shit done you're not getting in stuck in analysis paralysis what to do is, is where the the good from the great uh, kind of are separated knowing how to read the tea leaves of your customer kind of feedback and in, in research, how to understand where the market is going where the where the sort of energy is right how to how to market how to how to um kind of build a build momentum around yourself right so the yeah the great ones know where to focus and how to do that kind of stuff and so yeah focus but on top of action on top of tenacity resilience that's the entrepreneurial stack there's so many functional things you have to learn as well but you know those will come over time everyone learns it over time
0: so let's let's take this a step further for like a visual for people so if okay. you and I were sitting in a room and a, and, a, and a handful of entrepreneurs walked in the room. Now, without them, maybe they say they don't get to like pitch to us, but like they, they maybe we see them talk or interact. How would we know, you and I, just sitting there watching them, in your opinion, like which ones we'd want to bet on or which ones we'd want to have more conversations with just by watching the way they show up when they walk in a room?
1: Yeah. I think it comes down to, man, watching entrepreneurs talk to each other. The worst case where you start to be like, man, is if they're all just like blowhards, if they're all just like talking over each other. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think a signal that shows you've got a lot of what I just described is if, you're, if you have this tension, if you live in the tension of both being really curious and kind of seeing possibility while also being really rigorous and knowing when something is bullshit versus when something is... Um, Kind of proven and real, right? You you, you don't just sit at the like. So so you can see you can be optimistic, but then you, it's like trust but verify, right? You can be optimistic, you can see it happen, but then you don't trust it and you go hard and you get it. And so I would be listening for like cues and stories about like when well, you you would you would see the optimists come through, right? They would like egg each other on. They'd ask how might we do that? How could that be? Like they would see the future, and you could tell versus like pessimists versus people who just immediately shoot things down you need someone like that on your team that's not an entrepreneur but then you would hopefully if you like listen long enough you would hear them start to question their own like their their own dreams right and that's where it's like okay this is cool so you have to be living in that i think that's the tension and um and you can yeah embodying that is super tough right um and it might not come out in a conversation but you can see when people do it right in action
0: i love that um let's keep going so what makes a good startup
1: leader yeah i'm like trying to live that every day i feel i'll tell you one thing i did today it's it's you know being af- not afraid to like face up to a mistake for sure right you're you're going to, to 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 run into like you're going to make mistakes you're going to have just things not go right and like i said you have to be able to keep going take action but um but immediately pivot take a new direction try something new um, so i think again like as a leader, as a leader, one, one big way to do that is to be continually tapping your network, tapping the people that you trust and know, um, or even fresh new people for perspectives that you don't have, right? Staying in your silo is a recipe for disaster, right? Um, and... and over time, you'll start to like play their voices in your head. Right. And you'll start to have sort of, you'll earn the wisdom, whether it's your own experiences or just theirs. But, but every single time getting outside of your own head and talking to folks, um, always important to talk to a customer, always important to talk to, uh, you know, in the business, but on the business, like you're being a leader. Yeah. having your kind of board of advisors, those people, um, you can't overstate that. And, in, and in, in sort of as a, as a way to then start to make good decisions but it's tough, man. Like it's, it's a mix between, again, like confidence and having a direction and being willing to change and being able to show that to folks. It's about seeing like a path and a vision while knowing that it might all change in six weeks. Right. Because you don't know if you're building something new, you don't know how it's going to work. So do you double down on it? Um, it's, it's a real tension and I want to say, have it all figured out. Right. Um, I think, I've seen some amazing leaders and they, they do largely what I described of like painting vision while, you know, taking counsel and making, making changes when they, when they messed up. But
0: to your own, to your own, to what you've said, like if you had it all figured out, you wouldn't actually fit the mold <laughs> of what you're describing. So kudos to you for not having it all figured out and, and actually recognizing that you don't have it all figured out. Um,
1: I don't have to recognize it. I just have to like live every day and <laughs> it punches well, me in the but face. You do, you do have to recognize it right in the sense of,
0: cause if you didn't, you'd be, it's like, you're blind to, it's like you got horse blinders on. Yeah. Um, the, you said something that was, that's funny that it reminded me, I'll have clients say to me after they work with me for a while, I was in this situation and all of a sudden I was like, what would Alex ask me right now? And I'm like, Oh, we're doing good work. If you're, if I'm not there and you're in a meeting, and something's going on, and you. And instead of having your alt, your first response, you ask like as if I were. I'm not telling them what to do, right? I'm asking them to to take a look and ask a question, and maybe just not do what they'd automatically do. Uh, you you just reminded me of that when we were talking about that. Um, love it, love it. Okay, now let's look at instead of we've been talking about the people. What about the final question in this kind of series? Is like what makes an intriguing startup?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's so much of this. I love unpacking this because there's there's a little startup geek in me. I don't know if you want to a you know forgive me for going like geeking here, right? In some ways, startup. Let's use the word startup two different ways, right? One one version of startup is what Paul Graham talks about. He's the founder of Y Combinator, like the ultimate hacker house turns like the right? They they invested in Airbnb and DoorDash, which just went public this week. Um, just just an institution. Um. He said, like, startups are rocket ships, right? There's a, there's a version of a startup in, in maybe just like a pure sense. And he's a purist, right? Um, you could also just see a startup as something you're starting up, right? Any new business, right? So um, there, but here's the thing, the world that we live in, the, the Silicon Valley, the TV shows of the world are all kind of, all the narratives that you, that you think about are built around rocket ships, right? They're built around mythologies, right? Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook's going to the moon in a weekend, right? Um, very few companies are that. That said, if you are that, there's, there's a whole set of thinking around that. And bigness and scale is one of them. Um, the, there's, there's almost an infinite number of other kinds of businesses you can build, right? And so to be fair, What makes a good startup? The first thing is to understand that you, you, you should be asking what kind of business do I want to be building? Do I want to be building a rocket ship? Do I want to be building a lifestyle business? Literally something that you create a lifestyle that you can step back from that just, you know, anchors the rest of your life. You have other things you want to do. Do you want to build for impact? Right? Do you just want to be your own boss? Right? Do you want to build for autonomy? Right? Um, so understanding your motivations. So I kind of went away from like the what to the, to the who again, right? You have to understand what you want to build because and I guess it's important because you can't know what a, what good is unless you have a direction, right? So there's no one good in terms of what a good business becomes. Um, um, all that said, all that said, right. The differentiators in a lot of those are uh, generally about outcomes, right? Um, if you want to go build a rocket ship, venture capital backed startup. It needs to have like a big market. It needs to have the ability to get huge. And then investors like venture capitalists will play ball with you and maybe take a look and you can go that route, right? But you have to, that's a whole game. You have to understand what is happening there. And then the outcomes there, frankly, are extra big, right? You succeed scale. A lot of stops along the way that work for some people, but venture capital is a tightrope, right? You can have businesses that are working that make nobody money in the end, right? Because of how much is invested, the expectations are too high. So venture capital and startups in that pure sense are a very tricky animal. Successful businesses though, across the board, right, frankly, do have a commonality and that is that they solve a problem, right? They actually solve a problem um, that somebody has in a way that is at least unique to what their options are today. Right. So, um, and that depends on what your market is. So you can go start a restaurant that is the same as a restaurant you went to in LA. But if you're in New York and that restaurant doesn't exist in New York, go nuts, right? It's an entirely different market. You can go start it up. It's unique. Um, and it's, if it's solving a similar problem, go for it. Right. Um, if you're serving the whole country, then, you know, everyone could be your competitor, right? If you're creating software, if you're creating, you know, services, whatever it might be, right? If you're just shipping products across the country. So, um, yeah, it's about getting down to the, do you have a customer who has a problem that you can solve and staying there as long as it takes, because here's what happens far too often. Again, part of the how, but what, what a bad business looks like is when a founder starts with a solution, starts with a thing. I can build this. I have built this. I like this. I'm going to do it. Right. And then goes around searching for a market that, is a recipe for disaster. That is a recipe for wasting your time, for, um, for, yeah, wasting your money, wasting your time. You're probably just going to be shopping this idea around. And frankly, the odds of people wanting it and needing it are very, very, very low, right? Unless there's a ton of people just like you, right? Which are actually way more unique than we think. Um, so no, you have to stick with the, the problem. You have to stick with a good business, solve something, and you switch whatever you need to. you, you Change up your your thing as often as you need to to get somewhere where people are like, Oh, okay, I want that. I want that. And they're asking you, they're taking it from you, right? Um I mean there's a ton yeah. of in-betweens, but yeah, it's it's all about that.
0: I want to ask you about your startup day one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So how are you, I guess like what's the what are you guys doing to help people like like give us the the gist of like what you guys are doing to help people become the entrepreneurs they need to be, the leaders they need to be, the Yep. and create the the startups that they're envisioning.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's it, there is this, yeah the simple way. There's there's two there's two parts to it, right? The first is you can't build you can't be an entrepreneur and build something new unless you just go do it. There's a just do it side to this, right? And that's because all the success and all the learning that you need to know where success lies is on the other side of something, of of an action, of putting something out there, of doing something. You cannot think your way to a startup, not only because you've literally never built something, but because you're just hypothesizing. You're assuming that someone will want what you have. Um, And so what happens is you have all these arms. The first thing is you have all these armchair entrepreneurs, right, who think they've got this amazing thing and they never take the steps to go (laughs) launch it. And so the first thing that we do in day one is we get you to ship, right? We get you to take your idea, put it to paper, take that paper, put it to prototype, and then take that prototype and put it to market, right? And that's the motion. So you're going to do that once inside of day one, right? And by doing it once, you're going to learn a ton about this idea or this business. Um, You're likely to refine it and make it way different and better than what you started with. And you're going to learn, did it work or not? Should I keep going? Should it go in a little bit of a different direction yeah. or a way different direction? So
0: I want to w- interrupt you really quick because yeah. really, I love that you're saying this. Like the fir- I re- when I started coaching, the, the thing that I heard was like, go coach anyone. Like just go coach. Like don't let the money stop you. You know, if they'll give you five bucks, take it. Like it doesn't matter. Just go coach. And at the time, I just followed directions because I knew I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But now, but I, that's when, when newer coaches ask me advice, I'm like, get a coach yourself, but go coach like as much as you can, anyone who will do it, don't let the money stop you. And I, and I, and I didn't, I wasn't like processing it like you are, but it's the same thing. It's like the only way you're going to be good at it is if you just do it and the money, the theory, creating the course, writing the book is all the shit you're saying is like, no, that's just getting in your way. Just go do the thing.
1: Just go do the thing. Yeah. And we live in a world where, um, so, so do the thing is the first thing because it's the only way you're going to learn. It's the only way it's going to actually come, become real. And so um, we get you through that. We get you to that. And, then, and it's both teaching and doing, meaning you're going to learn, you're going to do it. You're going to be like, I did all that in such a short period of time. And you're going to be, I can do that again. Yes, you can do it again. The other thing that really pulls it all together is that you're not just doing this on your own, right? We're not just dropping the ebook in your lap. We're not just like, one-on-one speaking in your ear, like as you go do this, you're doing it not only in a community of your peers, you're doing it surrounded by experienced founders and investors, a network of, of mentors, people who are speaking to you um, at every step of the way, right? Whether they're teaching you about the topic and you're hearing it, the ins and the outs and the, like the nitty gritties, or you're just journeying along having people for mentorship and office hours and whatever. And this is where you start to build that board of directors, your personal network. This is where you're not just doing a thing. You're doing the thing with feedback. You're doing the thing with insights. So um, the diversity of these opinions, the diversity and the experience that people will bring around you is 100x more valuable than, than like what I could tell you what to do, right? And I have a great perspective on a lot of things. But the, some of the perspectives that you'll get from the people around you... Uh, overwhelm that, right? So you do the thing and you do the thing with people who are all invested in telling you good feedback, correcting you, cheering you on, connecting you to that next person you need. Like I I used to use this example, which is like, if you start to say my business is all going to be about, you know, solving problems for truck drivers or whatnot, right? I might know three or know three people who know three, but you put any group of hundred people together and you probably got a hundred other uncles who are truck drivers who can be connected. It, it, there's a multiplier effect, right? And you need to get to those people and then they'll take you out and take you to new people. And, and so, yeah, you really can't underestimate the power of the, the multiplier effect of the people around you. So it's, it's those two things. So and we're just making it turnkey, right? Go through the pro- program, get the people around you. And, and I, I say things like that when I get on these podcasts and I get like riffing hard, there's obviously no like promises. Like this is a journey, right? This is your, your, your like new world, right? You're going to come out the end, um, you know, so much further and farther and, and kind of progress. But it's like, we're also teaching you like, this is the beginning of like a life skill. This is how entrepreneurship will impact everything you do going ahead.
0: So how's it going as a, cause you guys are a startup, right?
1: Yeah. We're so early. Um, we are, so here, so we launched over the summer. Um, we launched over the summer with our first program, um, 60, uh, 60 fellows, founders, entrepreneurs, um, about half were closer to zero and half were closer to one. Meaning some, a lot of folks were exploring various ideas. They had their notebook, um, they were sort of had an area in front of them and they were looking to kind of claw their way forward and figure it out. The other half, had these businesses, had these ideas, and they were progression, progressing forward. Yeah, 60, 60 fellows went through our first program. Um, that went, went this fall, and we're in between cohorts one and two as we speak right now, um, launching in January. And um, we're setting ourselves up to launch new programs, new new cohorts of fellows about every quarter as we go ahead. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's it was amazing, right, in terms of the way we saw these fellows collaborate, the amount that these fellows learned that we – Both intended because we put these people in front of each other, in front of the the mentors who came in every week, the investors that they pitched every week, uh, but in ways that we obviously couldn't anticipate. Because that's that's almost the thesis. It's there's all these entrepreneurs who bring all these backgrounds and problems and challenges and you know ideas, and then all these people who can can help in all these diverse ways. And so so yeah, it's almost it's pretty impossible for us to kind of encapsulate. I wish we could. I'll all the like messages sent, but so many, its just so much, so much energy happening in the right direction. And I think we'll, we'll see the sort of seeds come to fruition down the road. Right. We have a lot of actually cohort one fellows who are coming back for cohort two, um, which I think is the ultimate sort of signal that they basically said, I want more. Right. Um, we're improving our program like a startup does right every time we're listening and adding more to it so we're beefing up our curriculum bringing in new mentors and workshops things like that and and we're just compounding the community meaning cohort 1 was the first one and they knew it they're alone by themselves right now cohort 2 has cohort 1 around them and the mentor network now cohort 3 will come in the spring and it'll just go like that so so yeah we're 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 in these early days it's basically time to get on the, the train as it leaves the station is sort of one way I'm thinking about it. And, uh, and yeah, it's been, um, I don't know. I, I, that's the positive side. I, it's been really tough in a lot of other ways, right? A, a lot of the fellows gave us a lot of feedback and we learned every single week, right? This was live learning, right? I, uh, I sweated every single session and every single, um, <laughs> piece of feedback. It was, uh, you know, we were, we were improving week over week. We were, um, but really it comes back to the, like, how great are these founders were! they were here to give and and share and um and they sort of became kind of owners and builders with us of what day one is going to be so um yeah it's it's a bit of a family that's for sure
0: for people listening right now that are curious that want to know more about this or that might even not even recognize they're the right person for this who is the right person to go like I need to like look into this more. Maybe this is something for me.
1: Yeah, that's that's the right question. It's it's really anybody who's between zero and one. I don't know if that. So let me unpack that concept. Yeah, right?
0: say say what that means.
1: So Peter Peter Thiel is one of the founders of PayPal. He's sort of a Silicon Valley stalwart um, um, investor nowadays. Actually, also founded Palantir, which recently went public. Um, he wrote this book called Zero to One, and what he was basically describing is that. Zero to one and one to n are these two different phases of a business. One to n is scale, and so one is the turning point. One is when you've got something, and some people would say one is when you've got a product market fit when it starts to really, really work. And one could happen very early, and you have so much more to do. But if you're in, so if you're past the the thing working, if you say I've got something, I'm going to keep building it and iterating, refining my customers are buying it. They're pulling it out of me. This thing is on its way. The journey to on its way, the journey to like, you know it, when you feel it, that's zero to one. And that's the, it's one of those hard to describe, hard, windy, challenging, lonely journeys, because zero to one is typified by putting something out there and only knowing if it works after you put it out. So you have to have conviction and commitment to go do it you have to go learn on the other side. And like I said, the best entrepreneurs have the tenacity to get punched in the face a lot on their way because they're trying many different things. They just do a lot because they optimize their shots on goal. They just do as many different experiments and as many different launches as they can. But then they also are very smart and astute about what to focus on. And so um, if you're, if you are, so to answer the question, if you're anywhere between zero and one, if you're still searching for the thing that is where I got it, you're fit for day one because what you need to do is you need you need at the very least you need a hug, right? You need someone to come around you and be like, listen, keep at it, go for it. Let's help you get that next thing launched, the next experiment. But instead of doing it again in the same way you were doing it before, do it inside of a community that's all here to tell you about it, give you feedback, share it with their, their networks, their friends, right? Let's put you on superpowers right as you do this thing or you might be early on you haven't punched in the face a lot you're just kind of scared you're fresh you're like i don't know right i've seen so many founders get sort of stuck at that starting line and they just live in it forever and we're here to help you push through then you'll feel you'll do it once you'll feel imminently more confident to do it again. You'll know about the thing that you thought you knew and wanted to go build, whether you keep building it, change it up, do a different thing, right? So zero, anywhere between zero and one, whether you're closer to zero and you're exploring and you're figuring this out or you're closer to one and you've got an MVP, it's live, a product is out there, a service, you've got a customer or 10, but you're like... I don't know if I'm going to make payroll, or I don't know if this is going to work. Right? If you're still wondering if this is going to work, day one is still there. Is there for you? And I'll be honest. At that point, here's some caveats. Right? If you're just like underwater building your business, it might feel hard to invest in a program. Right? Every dollar goes to the business. Um, time is is money as well. Right? Um, that's a tough one. Right? I I I kind of empathize with you if that's your case because I, I want to help you. You need help. Um, I would suggest that a place like day one is a way to get it in an efficient way. So here's another like aspects. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, Building, being, being a part of a group, being a part of a fellowship that helps you to get down and do It's basically just what your job should be, right? So (laughs) you might be swamped in a hundred other things. I, I can promise you we'll help you get focused right. We'll help you focus on those things that actually should be done and matter versus, you know, doing a hundred other things that are urgent, but not might but what would move your business forward? Right. You've heard of that like urgency and importance sort of matrix. Uh, well, everybody, sort of,
0: yeah. Your life. list is, your list is never ending, right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're doing anything other than like, let's just say like the, a typical, like nine to five job, which still, you, they never finish their jobs either. Right. That's why yeah. they go the next day and the next day and forever. But yeah, I think as an entrepreneur, um, especially as a startup, like it, it's never going to end. You just talked about even when it ends and you do it, you have to go back and fix it and do it again and again and again. So even when you think it's done, it's not done. Maybe it's done for now and then tomorrow it's not done again. I, I want to ask you about you specifically. Like, what are you on like a really personal level learning about yourself And what's the thing that you're realizing you need to evolve around that's going to help. That's, that is like a necessity for you to
1: get to the next level. Alex cutting deep, my friends. Um, I'm learning about myself. I, I'm an ideas guy. I'm a process guy. I'm learning about the people and I, and I, in the team side. So I have a small, amazing team around me. Um, I find it very hard to delegate and get out of my own way, right? That's something I think it's kind of leadership one one in some ways, and I'm still, still working on it, but, but yeah, it, that's, I'm, I'm, I feel that our business is in, is in a stage. It's in that critical spot where our success is not as much on me as it is on how awesome the people are around me and how, and how, and how they do. Right. And, um, And honestly, I, uh, yeah, I think I have a lot to grow in that it's, um, um, I'd rather just focus on the thing, right. Um, or I'd rather talk to a customer. I'd rather like build our product um, versus kind of start to become the the leader and the CEO, if you will. So no, nah, man, it's, it's tough for sure. It's uh and I'm a small team, <laughs> but it feels like we're just in a stage where sometimes I'm like, I want to write that. No, you got to write that, right. You write that email. Um, you design this thing, right. And, uh, to be fair, the, the it's, it's, it's not because these, the, the folks that I work with don't just come back and just like, wow me every single time. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely my own hangups. So yeah, I, I struggle on that side for sure. And that's definitely something that, um, I'm looking, I, I definitely ask for advice and, <laughs> but probably not enough, you know, cause who wants to face their challenges every single day. Right. Um, it's definitely tough. <laughs>
0: It's so funny. It's, it's funny. I think when that question you just asked, like who wants to face their challenges every day? I sometimes think I do until I, until I, until they show up every day. Right. And then you're like, fuck enough already. Can I just like hang out for a minute?
1: No, I, I, I got, I had another um, advisor of mine um, say like, your job is to run to the fires. Right. And it's completely counterintuitive because I want to do the things that are fun or in my comfort zone. But the, the, if there's one sort of heuristic that I could operate from or any CEO could operate from, it's basically feel, feel out what seems like the worst thing to do. And then just recognize that that is the most important thing to do. If, because it's the thing that you care about the least, because if you don't gird up and go do it, let's just, if you just act naturally, you're going to leave it undone. And it's probably the thing that matters the most. Right. So
0: I like um, to, I like to ask myself or I post to my clients if tomorrow's Saturday, so let's take Saturday out. But if on Sunday night before you went to bed, I said to you, I called you and I said, Andrew, you're going to do one thing tomorrow. Literally one thing. You're going to wake up. You're going to do that one thing. And that's going to be it. And you, at the end of that day, will call me back and go, I, because of that one thing I did, I won today. What would that one thing be? And you do not, you don't have to know that. I'm not asking you to answer that next question for Monday, but I, but, and, and I'll, I think most of the time we're going to do more than one thing, but it's a way, it's a way that I use and I use a lot of clients to like organize our thoughts. Like, Hey, if there was only one thing, well, if it was one thing, I wouldn't fucking check my email right when I got to the office. No way I'd get on that one thing first. Right. I know you've probably read it. Like what it's like the eat the frog. Mm -hmm. It's kind of eat the Mm -hmm. frog concept. Now they talk about it like you did and what's the most painful. What's the thing. I think sometimes for some people, the most painful thing to do all day would be like to go work out or to, to like, which I don't think it's always the most painful thing is the thing to do. Depends who, what kind of person you are. Like yep. I work out most days. I don't like working out. I do it because I know it's it helps me long term. But I had to do when you got on here today. We were talking. I was talking to Adam, who does our tech, about um, the recording we did the other day where it came out like a chipmunk. And I was gonna like go online onto this thing and like mess with it, and then I went. This is not what I need to be doing on a Friday in the middle of the workday. This is like some Saturday drinking coffee, messing around thing. And that to me is like, when we ask ourselves these questions over and over again, all of a sudden, you know, five years ago, I would have just done that thing and we start to rewire our brain. So we start catching ourselves in like, oh man, I'm just wasting time or I'm not doing the important thing. But to your point, that only happened for me because I was in a, you know, a, a an incubator like you've created at day one that helped me train my brain to go, Hey, that shit you're doing is not that important. Stop convincing yourself that it is.
1: No, it's, 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 it's ironic that I need day one imminently, like, (laughs) (laughs) or I, or I think it's completely telling. Um, and, and it gives me actually much more conviction to be like, listen, I am, six nine months into this business i'm talking to founders who are six nine months into their businesses and i'm like you can't tell me you don't need this i, I literally know what you're you're feeling right yeah. and and if it's even so we, i did that in some of our, our groups in this first cohort which which was hey what's that first thing that's the one thing you need to do and now how can you how can you x that right or how can you focus on that and um yeah, it's probably gonna be a mantra for us. Cause getting asked that, focusing on that, it's, it's what makes founders great and it's stinking yeah. hard, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that you have, uh, you shared with me that you have like a discount that you would offer people to be yeah. generous because everyone doesn't come on here and offer something to the audience. Um, do you want to just give us an idea of what that is and how people can get it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our next program is, uh, going live at the end of January. And, um, but like I said, we're we're launching cohorts quarterly and, um, and yeah, we, we really want to make day one accessible to all entrepreneurs who are talented, ambitious, have something to prove, have, um, a problem to solve and, and, we do that in little ways by um sharing discounts um with our friends right and so um we want to share honestly a pretty sizable discount right now the program is um 999 and we want to share a $250 discount um for your audience alex so dreamers 250 will get you a $250 gift off the uh, cohort price honestly cohort prices are going up as we do these every single time but that $200 discount will, will stay. So we're excited to, uh, yeah. Welcome this audience I wanna, because I, I want to check the code really quick. Cause I, you
0: wrote on a thing that you sent me that it was
1: dream 15. Wait, what, I don't know what it, I just, I just riffed and made it 250. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so,
0: so what do they put in? What do they put in, in the code?
1: So they should put in dreamers two fifty. Okay. Okay, cool. Now I'm like, I'm like, should
0: I do this program? <laughs> <laughs> dreamers 250 yes okay cool i'm gonna put that in the show notes amazing Um, that's super generous
1: thank you absolutely Um, absolutely i think these are like your listeners are folks and i mean i mean we're trying to get the word out and it's it's i honestly know founders who have this problem are everywhere yeah we just just need to get the word out
0: I want to give you like kind of the last word. Is there anything that you haven't got to say today or want to share or think, you know, people need to know, um, that we can kind of wrap up with?
1: Honestly, it's that, um, like I said, I've been an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. I was a player and a coach. I've seen dozens of entrepreneurs go do this. Um, it's not an easy thing to know, like where you invest your time and your money and your next step. Right. We'd love to talk to you, right? Please, uh, there's 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 buttons on our website to say talk to a to a day one team member. I get that email, right? Um, like, let's chat. Let's, uh, you know, I'd love to have so many that we that we get my co founder and our and our head of platform, everyone involved. But I'd love to talk to you because it's it's not the easiest like decision to make, and um, we'd love to answer your questions, right? So, apply, but also hit us up. We'd love to chat.
0: Uh, Andrew, I want to I want to thank you for. Um for just uh, like entertaining, you know, in the beginning of this episode, I hit you with some like rapid fires, not something I normally do, and there are questions you weren't prepared for. Thanks for really giving some really great, uh, some great answers for people that are either want to be entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs want to be in startups, want to be better leaders in their businesses. Um, thanks for even digging in and looking at like what you need to do and how you need to evolve and, and getting vulnerable with me in that moment. Um, day one sounds really cool. I'm like super into it. I loved. I really want to invite people to like, go check out, it's joindayone dot com. Just looking at the website, you know, I didn't, I didn't know who you were before my uh, producer like connected us. And as I was looking at this website, I was like, this is a really cool idea. Um, you sold me on it more by being here with me, but just the website is, is interesting and has people think about like, you know, I talked about at the beginning, like co- the difference for me to be a successful coach versus a lot that aren't is mm-hmm. that i had a structure like a day one um so thanks love for, it thanks for doing that for people thanks for being here man and um if people wanna, having me if people want to find you i just told them like join day com. i know you're on facebook at join day one you're on twitter yep day one d1, d1. yeah <laughs> um and anything we- any other places that they can reach out
1: i i think that's it um and uh, but yeah, I mean, just like I'd love to meet you guys. You know, like like we're on the socials, but like life is better when you just hop on a Zoom or whatever it is. Let's do a chat. So so yeah, we're just building an IRL virtual network here.
0: Thanks again for being here, man, and everyone. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening. Go check out uh, Join Day One, and we'll see you on the Dream Mason podcast next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.